0: We are in the series together on saving the date. And with that idea, we're talking about a variety of different things. And in this day, I want to encourage you in a couple different ways. For some of you who are married, I want to encourage you to continue on your devotion to God first and one another as you build a relationship together in healthy ways spiritually that God is desiring for you to do. Uh, for those of you who are dating, maybe it's going to encourage you today to marry that person, or maybe it's encouraging you to break up. I know you came on an exciting day, here's the deal. There are many ways that which scripture speaks into our lives and we want it to develop to the character and sometimes we have to consider some things that are also around us because here's the deal. You cannot marry the right person if you are with the wrong person. Now, if you're married, there you are. Okay, you're stuck. That's where you are. And we talked about development. But if you are not with that person yet, maybe you need to consider some things What we see in scripture and which God is going to align here for you and maybe some things you need to consider for thought. In this idea of saving the date, we are talking about sex, we are talking about dating, we are talking about marriage. And one of the big questions that comes up with this idea of dating is how do I know that's the right person? How do I know I can find that right person? Who should I marry? And I think that's a great question to consider. But the truth is there are many different ways to date somebody today. Things are very different from when I was dating and when I met my spouse, okay? We have come a long way from check yes or no, if you're from that generation. We have come a long way from going steady or a person out. We have come a long way from those moments. And so I have to consider some things when it comes to the idea of dating as well, because I don't know how in the world I would do it today. I was talking with one of my good friends recently who are both married, have children, and we we were talking as we were driving the car. I don't know what I would do if I lost my wife. I just don't know where I would start. And it made me appreciate what I have more than ever. But at the same time, I figured out how lost I really am. Because what do you do? I mean, do you start, I mean, where, what do you do? I mean, do you slide into someone's DMs? I've heard that before, I don't know what that means, but you, do you slide into their DMs? Uh, do, do you kind of wait until it gets really late and text you up? I don't, I don't know if that's what you do. I mean, Maybe that's what you do, I, I'm not sure. Do you go to a bar and try to find a spiritual partner? I don't, I don't know if that's me, okay? Uh, do, you, do you go on one of those dating apps and learn how to swipe? It I, I just doesn't sound like me either. Or do you sanctify that a little bit and go, well, we'll go to christianmingle.com and we'll try to find, try to align some things there. Maybe that'll end. I know you all have a Farmers Only. Don't worry, I, I know, I know it's up there. <laughs> Maybe you join a small group and you try to find the most attractive person there and just say, hey, you're a nine out of 10 and I'm, you're the, I'm the one that you're looking for don't do that. When I try that on my wife, she says, no, you're just a one. You're a one fry short of a happy meal. Get out of here. <laughs> the truth is the biggest question we find when it comes to the idea of the dating world today is how do I find that right one? But I think a better question for ask in the light of God and the light of scripture is really this idea. How do I become the right person? And I think that matters so very much because we don't typically attract what we want. In fact, we often attract what we are. Can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah, we often attract what we are. And that might sound harsh, but at the end of the day, what you want may be one thing, but what you attract might be something that's totally different than what you want. I had a friend in college, and he knew specifically what he wanted in a mate and had a list for all these things. He knew exactly what she was gonna look like. And I almost had to peer him right in the face and tell him, I want you to understand this. You might be looking for a girl like that, but she ain't looking for a guy like you, okay? Because the truth is, you aren't living in such of a way that is going to attract somebody like that, especially when it comes to the idea of people who are following Jesus. You often attract what you are. Andy Stanley put it this way, and I think it's best said, because of the type of person I'm looking for... Become the type of person, the person you are looking for is looking for. And there are three qualities I think we need and that I want to share with you today when it comes to this idea of dating and relationships, because there's so many conflicting messages and really the question is, how do I do this well? There are many other avenues that you can take. Maybe you can try courting instead of dating. At least some ministers say that. And then back in my day, there was this book called I Kiss Dating Goodbye. And maybe you picked up that book or maybe you've heard that book before. Or maybe you watch The Bachelor when you get on your TV and you learn it this way. What you do is you get a whole bunch of them into a room. You casually date some of them. You make out with four or five of them. You fall in love with two of them. You give the rose to one and then you break up after three weeks. Okay. One minister says you need to make a list of all the things you want. Another minister minister says you need to tear all those things up. Three friends say, hey, maybe you need to get with the times and get with the dating app thing, man. That's that's where you're going to find them in this day and age. And then other friends tell you, hey, you're not really relying on God if you do something like that. And it just drives you crazy because you don't know where to look. And I'm going to suggest instead of looking at friends, looking at TikTok, looking at the internet and our culture and television and everything else, for relationship advice and said, let's go to the one who created relationships. Let's go to the one who created foundation when it comes to marriage and everything else. Let's go for him for the wisdom of what it looks like for marriage and for love. First Corinthians chapter seven in your Bibles today, we're gonna to be looking at that. And it's a chapter that talks about relationships and Paul refers to these things in great ways because here's the deal. When culture tells us, hey, your purpose in life is to find somebody and that's the only way you can be happy. For the purpose in your life is to find somebody and be with you are not complete until you find somebody. Paul is saying this, being married isn't our purpose in life. It isn't the answer, it isn't the end all, be all. And of a lot of unmarried characters, we see in the Bible who did some amazing things for God, went unmarried, and our culture would say, well, they're incomplete when God made them complete. We see people like Paul himself, we see people like John the Baptist, even Jesus himself was not married and God created and intended for us, and his intention for us is to become holy and sanctified by him and have relationship with him. It wasn't for us to get married. And Paul puts it this way, and I want you to look with me in these two verses here in chapter seven. It reads this way. I wish that all of you were as I am, but each of you has your own gift. One has this gift, another that. Now to the unmarried and to the widows I say, It is good for them to stay unmarried as I do. Paul is saying this in this passage, singleness is a gift. Now you might be thinking, well, that's a gift I'd like to exchange. Where's the receipt? I would like to have another gift, please. Because here's the truth. It often doesn't feel like a gift, doesn't it, for the single people out there? Let's continue on with verse 35 from that same passage. It reads this way. I am saying this for you and your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. If you do not have a spouse or anyone in your life that takes time from you in some way, shape, or form, then you can devote and give some deep investments into your relationship with God and relationship with his service. You see, being married isn't our purpose in life. Our purpose in life is to live in undivided attention and devotion to Jesus. Instead of looking for the right person, I want to let God do a work in me and become the right person with him. You see, we are going to look at three qualities in scriptures today that I think that we all need to let God do inside of all of us, but what God wants to do for us in developing us. And there are these three things. I want you to look at them with me today. They're right here on the screen with me. We need to be, and let's say it all together, we need to be first, secure in Christ. Secondly, we need to be strong in character. And thirdly, we need to be structured in his community. Here's the first thing that I think we need to look at and to become the right person in this way. Instead of looking for the right person, let's become the right person. The first thing, the right person is secure in Christ. If you want to end up married and happy, By the way, those don't always go together. If you want to be married and happy, you need to start first single and secure. Do you hear me? Because I believe that is very much truth and speaks to me. If you want to be blessed in a relationship, then we aren't looking for a relationship to fulfill us or to complete us in some way. We have the responsibility to find our fulfillment and to find our security in Christ in that first before we are going to bring anybody else into the picture. And the reason this is so so important is because there are a lot of insecurities that are around and that people carry, and maybe we do even ourselves. Because I don't know if you realize this, but insecure people are often hard to work with. They can be, because they wonder where they stand all the time. Do you like me? Do you see me? Are we okay? Where are we at? Where are you at? Are you okay? Here's the deal. Insecure people often need more and will often settle for less. They're looking for outside assurances and validations in their life to feel special, so, so tell me, tell me what you like about me, tell me that you love me, and they constantly lead outside reassurances, and in a way, they're looking for meaning and for purpose out of a relationship, and that's a dangerous place to be, and by default, they often settle for whoever's available, and by doing that, they often settle for less. Hollywood has taught us this, hasn't it? My wife likes to watch these romantic movies and maybe you do too, and so I'm going to throw some of those popular ones up on the screen. One of the most famous of all is The Notebook. You've seen this movie. And in a sheer bit of brilliance that Seth could not come up himself with, Noah says to Allie, what does he say? No matter what happens to us, every day with you is the best day of my life. What do you want? Okay, I don't even, here is the deal. In Brothers, we see that, right, don't we? (laughs) Or maybe this blockbuster, the next one, the Titanic. You've seen this before, haven't you? And what does Rose say to Jack? He says, (laughs) or she says, I'll never let go, I promise. And then what does she do? I know, it's great, isn't it? All right, all right. It always ends up the way Hollywood says. Here's the deal. Or maybe you know this one with Jerry Maguire and probably one of the most famous lines in cinematic history that you have heard when it comes to romantic films. What does Jerry say? He says, you complete me. The truth is, marriage doesn't complete you. Even though that's what cinematically we have been taught to believe in some way, That's just not the case. Marriage doesn't complete you. Christ alone completes you. Marriage won't make you whole. Only Christ alone will make you whole. And Paul said it this way in another occasion when he says in Colossians chapter two, verse nine and following, he says this, for in Christ lives in us all the fullness of God in human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ who is the head over every ruler and authority. You, The challenge is for us often to tune out some of those things that are countering messages to what God wants us to hear because the culture says you won't be happy unless you find a soulmate. And inadvertently, the church kind of comes up in some ways and encourages that even though it probably doesn't mean to and implies that you will never be complete until you're married, until you have kids. Then you can come and be a part of the big leads. Then you can come up to the adult class. Sometimes we do that. And then what happens is when we don't find that person, the devil will sneak up and as he is the father of lies, he will whisper into the ear. When you don't find that person, there must be something wrong with you. Right? If no one has told you this, you need to hear this today. If you are single, especially, you need to know that you are valuable. You need to know that you have purpose that you have reason, you need to know that you are complete in Christ because God loves you and wants a relationship with you and that all be happened because of what Christ did on the cross for you and he loves you more than anyone else on this world possibly could. And because what God has done and brought to you, it brings value to our lives and we don't have to settle for less when someone asks you to do something to compromise what God wants in your life. You don't have to settle for anything less when somebody asks you to do something that's outside of what God's standards are for his people in relationship. You can absolutely do what Beyonce say, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. You can absolutely take that home with you today. Because here's the truth. You don't have to lower the standards when you are secure in Christ. That's the first point that you need to understand. You are not half a person looking for another half a person to make you whole because Jesus has made us complete. Understand, single is still a whole number. Single is still a whole number and you are complete with him. Insecure people, they need more, and they often settle for less, but secure people need less, and they expect more. You might be thinking, well, I've got some pretty high standards. That's great, and you should. You should if you're secure, because you see the life in light of who God is, and you stand and, you, and your standards in your life can't help but rise when you see your value in light of who He is. Hey, here's the second thing I want to share with you today because our purpose isn't to get married, our purpose is to be voted to Jesus. And by doing that, we become different. And the right person is not just going to be secure in Christ, they are also going to be this they are going to be strong in character. And that's important that you and I are all developing. It is common for the unmarried and for the young to say this very idea, well, I'll do whatever I want, and when I find that right person, I'll settle down. Or they say, well, I'll get that church thing figured out and family thing figured out when that time comes, but right now, I just wanna have fun. At least that's often the attitude that we have when we're young. But remember this, you don't build a life of righteousness on a foundation of sin. Why? Because it doesn't hold weight. What you do today matters so much and it impacts what is going to lead in tomorrow being strong in character today, and we need to understand what that looks like because there are five qualities I think falls in that line in Paul's teaching when he speaks to a man named Timothy who is a young man that he's encouraging up in the church, and as he speaks to them, he gives some encouragement on how to conduct himself. Now, this is not in a form of necessarily that applies just to marriage. This is for us in our own character development on a day-to-day, and so here is what he says in First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. He says, set an example for believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and impurity and all of these things are so very very important to us and i want us to look at these words individually because look at look at this of this text and go to the next slide we're going to see this here's what it is we need to be responsible in the things that we say because i believe it reflects of the overflow of what is in our heart and what we have placed in there because those should be words that are life-giving because life has been given to us. They should be words that proclaim the faith that we are about, and they should be God-honoring words. But with those words, our behaviors should be able to follow up those things that we say. Our behaviors should act and reflect and not just live out, but what we do as well. But it can be in a lot of cases where the things that we say and the behaviors or we have can often be unloving. And so why does he tie in love there? Because you and I should reflect the very grace and love and generosity that God has given on us to others as well so they can know how great it is to be loved and be valued by a Savior. You see, along with that, and with that love of God that we display unto other people, we should display also our faith. It should be enriching in us. We should be deepening our faith and devotion and our belief, and that is all centered around Jesus. And also here's this last thing he throws in here, purity. Now, I think it's more than just sexual purity, but I think there is a huge, huge emphasis on this here because we're naturally designed to be attracted to people, and that's a good thing. That is how God has designed us. But sometimes we can get confused with that with a lust problem and say, well, that's okay, when really it is not. When we develop lust issues, they turn into some serious issues later on in life. And don't fool yourself into thinking that getting married is going to take care of the lust problems. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because when you bring lust problems into a marriage, it's just lust problems with a ring on it, and that's that's not good either. The problem is we need to solve some of those issues with lust ahead of time. We need to be developing our character and a foundation before we ever get married. And it involves looking to ourselves and saying, Search me, O God, and see where the offenses in my life are. See where there are ways in me that aren't of you and lead me to the path of righteousness. We need to let those words sink deep within us and be a prayer on our lips. In other words, if you want to get married to someone who is strong in character, you need to be developing strong character in yourself. Let God do a work in you now and don't let it be a last minute cleanup in your life because, well, that person looks like the one. I better get myself cleaned up. No, this is something that should shine through way beforehand. You see, we are all called to real life And being called to the real life means real living today. And it impacts us and it impacts the way that people see and is impacted by the world around us. And if you want someone with strong character, let God build your character today. We're going to let God do a work inside of us. We're gonna be secure with Christ. We're going to be strong in our character. And lastly, I want to share with you this very idea. Lastly, we need to be structured in his community. That right person is going to be structured in community. If you want a relationship that's strong and that is God-honoring, it is impossible to describe how much your friends play an impact and the community that's around you and how much that should matter and will matter in your life. Because my mom often said, you are who you run with. And I'm trying to imply that to my kids as well, that sometimes they might not be the one doing it, but he's often guilty by association. Does that make sense? You're in the group. Maybe you need to get away from the group a little bit, and then the punishment won't come down that way. And sometimes that can be very much true. Often when a couple ask me about getting married, I don't just look at them and their relationship, I often look at the relationships that often are surrounding them as well. And I look at the idea of what they consider a good time, and what their bachelor party and their bachelorette party looks like, because some of those things shouldn't be let, they're often a good predictor about how the marriage is going to go. The odds of marriages being stable or unstable in that, they. They severely decrease when we let certain things inside of our lives because the strength of our community often shapes the quality of our marriage that they will be. So in other words, show me your friends, and I will show you your future. Here's what Proverbs says. In Proverbs 13, verse 20, that I want to share with you, it says, "'Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm.'" This is why you need spiritual mentors in your life. And my wife and I have often tried and have found couples in our life that, have, that may be far in advance in years and maybe just two or three years in advance or maybe five years in advance for us to gain wisdom from, to develop in our own relationships, to be able to learn some quality things in your life. And here are some of the qualities I think that we need. If you're going to fight, you need to learn to fight Fair. Because some couples fight dirty. And I can be guilty of fighting dirty. Learn to fight fair. Second thing is you need to learn to have fun. Because here's the deal. Physical intimacy produces emotional intimacy. And it's a compounding cycle that builds on one another. And the presence of intimacy leads to another. But a lack of intimacy leads to a lack of other types of intimacy. You need to have good friends around you. You need to have good peers around you. Surround yourselves with strong friends and it will produce strong marriages. People who have strong marriages, and I'm not saying that I don't have friends with struggles. I have friends who have struggles, but I keep my core friends close. The people who have strong marriages, that are good parents, that are healthily rooted in community, And I want you to understand, I don't just surround myself with spiritual elite. That's not the case. But what I know is often these people that I consider spiritual peers with me, we have grown up together spiritually. And the things that have affected them in a positive way have affected me in a positive way. And the things that have affected me in a positive way have affected them in a positive way. And we build community that way because some things will come up and you don't need your name to be trashed by your spouse to other people. But at the same time, when something like that might happen or might occur, they might say, hey, maybe you need to know what the right thing is and you need to go to your husband and you need to pray about this and you need to make this right. That's what community, good, spiritual, planted community does. Understand this. We need sound advice in marriages. We need positive buildup. Build up. We need encouragement because it strengthens the quality of our marriage. Don't just look at me and think, well, is that the right person? Let's look at us and say, Lord, make me the right person. Let's ask, who do I want to be? And if I want to be something that you desire, Lord, may you make me secure in Christ. And may I be Jesus-centered. Lord, make me strong in character. And may the Holy Spirit be developing in me and bringing me to completion, bringing me to perfection. And thirdly, may I be structured in community and spiritually surrounded by people that are like-minded in that way that are going to build our relationship. And if you're married, understand this sermon is just as much for you too as it is for those who are seeking to be married and seeking to follow Christ. Because what do you want from your marriage? What do you want in your marriage? I bet you want security from the one who wants to give it to you more than anyone else, Christ. Your spouse doesn't complete you, Christ does. And when you're complete in Christ. You come to a whole new idea and a whole new understanding of what it means to be loved by Christ and what that means to love another person. But you also want to become strong in character, not looking over your shoulder, not compromising, not cutting corners, because your righteous foundation is obedience to God's way and it is strengthened and it will strengthen your marriage. And that structure and community doesn't just call yourself a Christian. Because that's what we need to do more than just that. Well, I'm a Christian. Well, that's great. Don't just go to church. No, no, no. Be a follower of Jesus. Pray for people as they are praying for you. Be involved in the church because you are the church. And therefore, be devoted in that. It'll greatly impact your marriage. And these things, I think that when we put them into place, I think the odds of a God-glorified marriage goes way up. They go way up. So what do we need to do? Slide into the DMs? Swipe, 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 swipe? I don't even know which way to swipe, right or left. I don't know what's good or bad. I don't have a clue. I'm telling you. Or do you go up to somebody and say, is it hot in here or is that the Holy Spirit <laughs> burning up inside of you? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not but what we really need to do is we need to be walking towards Jesus. We all do. And if you're single and you're walking towards Jesus, there are gonna be other people that are also gonna be centering on Jesus and walking towards him. And I bet if you are all centering on that, you're gonna start bumping into somebody. And when you start bumping into somebody, sometimes you look to the right or left and realize, well, that somebody's cute. Because believe it or not, cuteness does matter. Cuteness matters. Because I've been in a fight with my wife, and really, I've got nothing else to say, but at least you're cute. (laughs) Cuteness matters? I'm telling you, it does. But I think you're going to notice them. I think you're going to notice, and you're going to catch a glimpse at their walk. I think you're going to learn to enjoy them. You're going to be learning to be attracted in so many ways. And you're gonna ask the question when you have been around that person quite a bit and maybe you're sharing in that attraction and you're gonna ask the question, maybe we can serve Jesus better together. And then you realize that, and when you do, you, you grab that person's hand and you walk towards that aisle. And then you walk down that aisle. And then you walk past that aisle. Why? Because you're still centered on who? You're still centered on Jesus. And you keep on walking? And you keep this verse in mind. Psalm 34, verse three. Let's stand together and let's read it together, shall we? Here's what it says. Glorify the Lord with me. Sing it with me, say it with me. Glorify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Our purpose isn't to get married. Our purpose is to be devoted to Jesus. And God wants to do a work inside of all of us whether you're single, whether you're dating, whether you're unmarried, whether you're married, whether you're widowed, whether you're divorced, whether you're full of hope, or whether you're hopeless, come to a relationship with God. Come to see what he wants to do inside of you. Maybe, maybe you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus wholly yet. This is a good place to start for everything else that God has wanted to do and bless you with. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the blessing of marriage and life and community. May you be growing inside of us and may we be encouraged by what you do. In your name I pray, amen.